Welcome to AIC Clinician Corner. I'm Dr. Renee Rosado. I'm Courtney Neustadt, LICSW. Welcome, Dr. Vernia Arguelles, the uh, former staff psychologist and coordinator of clinical services for student athletes at American International College. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, Renee. Hi, everybody. My name is Bernie Arguelles. I am a clinical psychologist. I love sports and I specialize in sports because I was a former athlete. And here in AIC, I used to be the staff psychologist. Vernia, can you tell us a little bit about what sports psychology is? Uh, yes, definitely. Probably I'm going to start having like a small introduction about what is sports and what is psychology because it is a bundle of it. So sports going to be like a casual or organized fitness and things that you do for fun to make this physical activity and have this mental well-being. In the other side, probably psychology, I will define it as, as the study of the mind and the behavior and probably in a particular field, okay, because that is the part that makes psychology special. Like you can specialize in different things. So having the knowledge about what it is sport and what is psychology is easier to define like the sport psychology that is going to be like the both together. It is the knowledge and the skills from psychology and also the sports. So the person will have this performance training, will have well-being, will have mental clarity. Like we just, it is like a system which will help the person to enhance the performance. So I can probably tell you that usually a sports psychology, uh, divides in three different areas. Have like every single uh, expertise. We also specialize in three things, three different things that covers, it's like an umbrella that covers everything that is a sports psychology. So the first one is going to be the cognitive and the behavioral skills that is going to be that specialized training that is for sports psychology and sport enhancement. So that part will be working with the goal settings, with the visualization, the performance, the concentration and attention strategies, the self-confidence. This is actually the part that also uh, the kinesiology study it. Okay, so people with a base on kinesiology education, they can provide this training because it's, it's easier is, is a methodology. methodology. Okay, so it's not that difficult. They provide you almost like a manual to you to be able to have these steps to enhance the performance. And would you say these are like mental skills? Yeah, definitely. That will be the mental skills that everybody just try to seek when they're seeking for a sport psychologist. So this part is more, they also use that a lot in the military with the sports yeah, I believe there was actually the two areas that I use a lot, like the mental skills training for the military and also for the sports. So when you say that this is a skill that many people can use, is this something that like the athletic trainers on campus use and the coaches use more than what you would do? 
Okay, so they can provide it. It's definitely something that they can specialize. They just can get themselves like study it, learn it, and they can provide the services. Okay. So it's not usually they, most of the coaches, since they have a background in education, usually at least they have a few uh, classes, courses already. They have the knowledge, but they don't dig deeper in those areas. Mm -hmm. unless they actually go and do it by themselves. So they can actually provide it, but the very thin line is going to be like, they actually doing it, like if they're actually doing it correctly. Because one thing is having the knowledge and the other part is going to be implementing that correctly. Right, so sitting in a class and learning how to do something is very different than taking it to your team and teaching them and applying it in real Yeah, exactly, because when you have a team, when you have different people, since it's a manual, but there's also another slightly thin area. Everyone is just different. So you need to modify every single part for probably you have a team, group of 10 people, and the manual works perfectly for two people, just the way that it is. And the rest of it, you need to modify it because they're completely different and the way that they learn, the day that they apply it, the way that they see things is completely different. So you need to be able to modify so they can actually learn it. So the first part is the cognitive part. So what are the other two aspects? The second part is going to be like the counseling and the clinical interventions. That is the part that probably is the one that I'm doing most here in AIC, which combines not just the performance, but also address the mental health area. So if they have eating disorders, if they have depression, if they have anxiety, if they have grief, suicide ideations, they have difficulties with managing time, they have the sexual identity, all of that the mental part is covering this area. The part of the person that is the student that is showing up in a student athlete that is dealing with all of the normal life stressors and pieces of identity development that happen in college. Exactly, definitely. So it's actually targeting not just the part of athletics, it's also targeting how they are as a human being, what is actually affecting their performances. Yeah, I imagine if you're feeling unwell with classes and stress, you wouldn't perform as well on the field. Yeah, definitely, because most of the time it is a lot of pressure because it's not just classes. So imagine this person that they're having a lot of courses. They have already five courses that they actually need to approve because they are athletes. So this student is an athlete and they need to already have some credit approved to be able to compete. So that is one thing that is very heavy for people. And they sometimes, they don't know how to manage that. And the top of it, sometimes they also struggle with the part that is, there is a student 
I want to compete, but I also need to compete against my teammates because I need to win a position to be able to compete. So there is a lot of things around the athlete that sometimes they don't pay attention to it because they feel that it's normal because most of the time our athletes, they have been athletes since they were kids. They have been in this environment. The only thing is that now in college, most of the time it's a lot of pressure. It's more pressure because now it, it's like I'm moving forward to what I want to be after I finish college. So with maturity comes a lot of responsibility. So probably that is why also it's heavier having all this at the same time and being an athlete. So we talked about the umbrella and there being three pieces and the first part being cognitive and mental skills. The second part being the, the psychological makeup, the counseling specifically and treating the human being. What's the third part? The third part is going to be the consultation and training that that one is focused more for the administration work as a system. Okay. So the sports psychologists can provide training to athletic trainer, athletic director, coaches, so they can work in under the same path or under the same views. So they can work actually targeting the athlete in the different areas, but with the same goal. So I know as the sports psychologist here, you attended a lot of practices with different teams. What did you do with the teams during that time? Okay, so the, I believe the first thing is going to be getting to know them because to be effective, we need to gain some trust. So definitely that part is going to be getting to know them and getting them the opportunity to get to know me because they're already a group of people. So for them to be able to trust me, I need to be part also of the team. Okay, they need to see me as somebody that they can trust and I'm here to help. So probably the first few things is get to know them and they also to get to know me. Yeah, you also show that you're invested in the team. Yeah, exactly. And they can also know that I'm a human being, okay? So most of the time I let them know that as a former athlete, I also struggle. I struggle with the part of the mental skills because it was a lot. It was a lot of pressure. I want a lot of good things and everything at the same time. So I was very hard in myself all the time. Like there were not the more critical person in my life than myself in those period in my life. So I let them know that I also struggle, that this is not because it is written in a book by somebody that did not experience it. It is because it is written in a book and it's real because I also experience it. Okay. So I let them know that as a, an athlete, I also struggle. Okay. So I let them know that the experience is real and what they're, we're not having probably the same difficulties, but at some point we can relate to each other. So definitely that will be the first part of, of everything that I do. I let them know who I am and why I'm there. 
working because it's not just because I love psychology and everything is because I was very invested when I was doing my own trainings and my own practices. Later, I started with the mental skills. I teach them by play. I love to play. And I believe that as an athlete, most of them, the attention span is very short. <laughs> okay, so we love things fast. Like we want, we do something, we want to see the results like fast. So that is how I try to also engage with them and teach them the skills. So sometimes it's like, Virginia, what like, why are you making me, uh, why are you doing this blindfold thing? Okay, you blindfold me and make me walk the whole court back and forward, driven a ball. Why are you doing that? Just, just let's experience. At the beginning, it's just let's have the experience. Let's just have this experiment. And then we will discuss it. And when we start discussing that, that exercise is for them most of the time is mind blowing because it was like, oh, so I was able to hear without actually seeing. Okay. I was able to feel the presence of another teammate around me without seeing it. Okay, So I'm able to use other senses and trust my own skills that I don't pay too much attention most of the time to, to be able to do the exercise. So I try to teach them all the mental skills with different uh, and creative parts. So I made them involve. I love them to make some, to play so they can actually be very involved. And sometimes they barely notice that we actually do in sports psychology just in between games and between plays. I think that's okay. really cool that you make your interventions creative. And I imagine the students are probably like, why are we doing this? And then are like, oh my God, that was so cool. And what a neat opportunity to be able to trust yourself in a totally different way. Yeah, exactly. So that is what I also want because the whole thing, the whole program that I started, it is based in my own experience. So I was always seeking for somebody like me. So I want to be for them, that person that I was seeking. And I never had the opportunity to have there with me. So that is why I try to, to go extra because we're always seeking for more. So I tried to give them that, that I was missing too. So as a competitive collegiate athlete, did you have access to a sports psychologist? No, actually, no. I went to the psychology department. I asked to the psychologist there as a professor. They gave me a few tools and everything. They contacted they actually helped me to reach somebody that was very invested in sports psychology, but it wasn't, she wasn't as an expertise. So she also gave me a few tips, but the rest of it was by myself reading books. Yeah, I did the own research and everything. But unfortunately, I did not have the opportunity to, to have a sports psychology in the college. How do you think that would have impacted your performance if you were able to do it all over again and have access to somebody like you who was invested in you as a student athlete? Well, probably I will want like at least gold or silver medal. I was able to want a bronze medal 
doing this whole uh, adventure of being a, an athlete in college. What a huge accomplishment. Congratulations. Thank awesome. you. So I was able to do that by myself and also definitely with my coaches. And yeah, my coaches were, they were amazing. They were amazing human beings. But this part of the sports psychology and the mental training and how to deal with depression and the anxiety, especially for me, was the anxiety. Dealing with, with the whole pressure that I, I want, I know I can do this. I know I'm capable of. But as soon I saw like my results, it wasn't getting there. I just freak out and I want to push more, but all my body was already in tension. So I wasn't letting my body actually be relaxed and do what I train every single day to do. Mm -hmm. So probably if I ever had the opportunity to have a sports psychologist, while I was in college, to have like a silver or a gold medal. Yeah, I mean, that extra support would have helped you along the way. Yeah, definitely. I was the athlete and I was also the person teaching myself. So a so, lot of pressure. Yeah, so it's easier if you have somebody already in the corner of the track telling you what to do with a notebook. They can read it, they can tell you. So just breathe. Just somebody actually tell you to breathe. Ah, it's so nice because sometimes you found yourself like you're not breathing and other person that knows you and guides you through can tell you just take a deep breath and you realize like, oh my God, I wasn't breathing. It is easier that somebody actually tell you what to do and guides you how to do it instead of you being, trying to be in the zone and compete and being the top of your game and also remind you what to do. You know, to have an outside observer watching and giving you feedback. I mean, coaches do that and trainers do that. And having a sports psychologist, that's that's like a coach, a trainer and a counselor all mixed in one. Yeah, exactly. Because coach knows the technique. Coach knows techniques. Athletic trainers also knows techniques and how the muscles work and the alignment of the body. But the psychologists just read your responses, your body responses is unconscious and they just read that. And sometimes coaches, since they are also looking to the whole technique, the whole movement, they're not able to read their actual responses that is unconscious and letting you know how the athlete's actually feeling. Right. They may see the hesitation in the swing, for instance, but not understand or know how to process the root of that hesitation and overcome it. Exactly. And how to read it, how to let the athlete know, like, how you say it and like you hesitate right now like what are you thinking what was that thought and the more than you get to know the athlete the more easier it's going to be to let them know like you were thinking this you're thinking like you were not able to make it right now like you hesitate in that precisely moment and the athlete will be like oh my god it's real like it is real do you find that sports psychology becomes even more valuable 
when an athlete is at risk of injury or has injured or is coming back from an injury? I believe it's viable, but right now I really don't know if people, if athletes know how to see that helpful. Because unfortunately we come from a very medical field. So they want just results. If it's, it hurts, I need the surgery, I need the rehab and that is done. So if I do everything the way that they're telling me, I will not have any other consequences. So why I need to actually do their rehab and also rehab my mind to be ready for it because sometimes they don't notice it, but they injured the knee. Okay, perfect. So they got surgery, they do the rehab, they do all the process. Now I can go back to train, but they hesitate from movement. They overprotect that knee because they don't want to have, to have the same process again. And that is completely unconscious. They're not aware. Most of the time they're actually not aware of it. So at this point, I believe a lot of people still doesn't see that the whole rehab and the whole injury can be helpful having a sports psychology to go through the whole process instead of having both at the same time. At this actually point, I don't think people is getting there yet. But you seem to think that it would be more beneficial if people did reach out at that point. Yeah. It will be, it definitely will be because it is actually a scientific scientific proven. It's not because I believe it. It's not just because it is, there's a lot of research. Like you train your mind the same way that you train your muscles and you perform better. So the same thing is going to be with the rehab. Like there is a lot of research athletes are injured, they're not able to train, but they're training their mind. They're training their mind, they're doing movements in their mind. They're visualizing how to do the whole movement of their sports and the muscles remember that, the brain remembered that. So when they're able to be on the court, on the field, in every, whatever the sport it is, they will perform at best because they already train. And sometimes they finish more exhausted when they do mental training than they actually do the physical training because the brain is actually the part that helps the athlete to remember the movement, the physical movement. So the more that you create those paths in your brain, the easier that is going to be for your body to recall it and to complete the movements. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So when we talk about this, the three pieces under the umbrella that you mentioned earlier, the cognitive and behavioral pieces, the it seems like there's a lot of different places to intervene to enhance the performance of a student athlete. In which, which piece do you think is most beneficial or most effective Mm. therapy pieces and then the consultation pieces I believe the three of it is very important beneficial I can definitely not pick one 
even though I'm a clinical psychologist and probably the consultation and the clinical interventions will be the one that I can incline more. I believe everything needs to go by the hand. Like we need the administration to have the knowledge and at least the openness to, to work the athlete in another aspect, okay, to allow these consultations, to allow having another member for your team to help you with the enhancement of the athletes. We need the mental skills training for them so they can be able to enhance the performance and everything. And definitely that piece of mental health that it is what made them human being. It is what made them also very different and special. So I believe I cannot pick one. I believe all of them needs to be all together. Yeah, I feel like when you were describing that, it reminds me of a very holistic approach. Like as therapists, we often try to look at the whole self, you know, the social part, the individual part. Exactly. Yeah, definitely we need everything under the same umbrella under for the college. So sometimes the administration on the college, I feel like that's very relatable. Like if you don't definitely need like a sports psychology to do all the three of it, but you can also have this group of people that they can actually target all of them. So they can help each other as an holistic team. Okay, so you can create this holistic team with a sports psychology, but also the other members that help you enhance the performance of the athlete directly or indirectly. Because in the college, everything affects the, the athletes. So it's something like that. So if there were a student athlete out there listening right now and they wanted to access support, how would they go about doing that? Definitely try to seek the counseling center if you're already in a college setting, because most of at least our division one universities, they already have sports psychology team in place. But if not, they're trying to get that. So at least the NCAA is moving forward to that. Last year, it was compulsory for Division One to have one. Now here, we're already in Division Two, so I believe we are ahead a lot of Division Two. We have already in place a sports psychology because okay? they're also aware the need of having somebody that helps to enhance the performance in a different ways. Private counselors and private psychologists that they also have the expertise. So. You can search there because in your area and definitely you will find somebody that will help you to seek the counseling center because they will have somebody already in place. Okay, well, they should have somebody. If not, internet is amazing. And the association, the sports psychology association, they have a lot of... Bernia, what are three takeaways that you would want listeners to have from listening to this podcast? So definitely I want them to remember that sports are always fun. Sports are always fun. They need to be having fun. It doesn't matter what level you're competing in. It's supposed to be fun. 
So if you're not having fun, you need to examine that, like why I'm not having fun, because it's important to do something like that and to continue having a lifestyle and a life besides sports needs to be fun. That psychology, it is an amazing scientific tool that we need to use more and more often. And the third one is going to be that sports psychology will make a difference when you definitely train your mind with the same energy and attitude that you train your body. Awesome. I love that. I also want to say that it's been a pleasure doing this podcast with you. And by the time that this is released, you will no longer be with AIC. But I know that you've done amazing work with our teams and with our students here. And I just want to thank you. Mm, Karini, thank you. You're going to make me cry, but thank you. It's been an amazing adventure being here also with you. Thank you for jumping in to do this podcast and now to continue it. It's been a fun learning opportunity for sure for both of us. Yeah, definitely. I'm so grateful for both of you to have launched into this new adventure together. And now Courtney takes the torch and will carry it forward and Forever grateful, Vernia, that you came to AIC and have made such an impact with our students, with our coaching staff, and certainly an impact on both Courtney and me. I don't think I'm overstepping by saying that. We've enjoyed getting to know you and appreciate and, and look forward to continuing to know you even as you move on from AIC. Um, it's, been, it's been really a great pleasure. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you too, too. Thank you for both of you. I'm very grateful. Thank you for the opportunity and continue to the amazing work that you both do. I appreciate you taking the time to share with us your expertise in sports psychology and um, doing this recording for our community.